Welcome to Random Rambling and Rhetoric with TJ Mercer. That's my TT. And it's all powered by the Samsung Notes. Now, here's my TT. I just loves me some porta potties, said no one ever. I don't know about you, but the ickiest thing on the planet is when I am forced to use a porta potty. I try to hold my bladder until the last possible minute. And what about nasty public restrooms? Ew, public restrooms plus kids. Parents, what do you do as soon as you take them to a public bathroom? You make them hold up their hands and forbid them to touch anything. Then you get in the stall, there's no toilet paper or seat cover, you handle your business, come out, and then there's no soap or paper towels. Lord, how much of Jesus is just not a good situation all around. Fortunately, though, fortunately, there's the restroom kit, a full bathroom solution the size of a lightweight deck of cards. A deck of cards, y'all. I keep one in my purse all the time just because it's complete with a full patented oversized toilet seat cover, enough toilet paper to cover the essentials, plus wet wipes for your tushy and your hands. The restroom kit is a don't leave home without a necessity for your road trips, you going camping, the beach, festivals, basically any restroom that ain't yours. Even that friend of yours who's cleaning is not their strong suit. You know what I mean. So pop on over and visit therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. And when you use the code RAMBLINGS, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-S, you will get 15% off your purchase. So stop going to the bathroom without the full protection you need. Go get the restroom kit at therestroomkit.com. I am TJ Mercer. I am known as the walking exclamation point, as well as uh, in my regular job, I am the chief noisemaker of Media Mavericks Academy, which means I teach authors, experts, coaches, and entrepreneurs how to book themselves in the media without a publicist and without being a celebrity. Yes. Uh, however, in this season, in this season, uh, I've gone back to my Bible storyteller roots in which um, God has assigned me to several of you all <laughs> and told me basically, hey, my Madison, and told me basically, I got to go get y'all. And so our anchor scripture for the month of August is Exodus 19 and 3. Then Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, this is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. So if you are new, if this is your first night and someone has smacked that share button and you're over here or you came across this video on YouTube, however, however you can't came across here, knowing that the month of August of 2020, God has assigned me with, this is what you are to say. This is what I show up every day and say. It is my assignment for the whole month of August to show up every day and say, what he tells me to. And so we are on day 10. It has been bananas, 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 bananas. I am so freaking in awe of what God has done through us. The testimonies that, that hit my, my inbox. We had a, a spill the tea night on 
uh, Saturday where you guys came in and shared your hearts with me of how this has impacted you. So, um, Bert, if you, uh, I see Bert is here, TJ over here dropping bombs. Bert, before we get into it, I know that you had something that you wanted to say. So you got the link. Can you come in so that um, I ha uh, I will, once we get into the lesson, we keep rolling. So, uh, Bert, what, what, what we say, who else is, anybody new here? Anybody, I got any newbies, newbies? Um, Dolavera says, okay, I haven't been here from the beginning, but I'm here now. Yes, Dolavera. And if I'm pronouncing it correctly. And what I would like to say to you is it would totally bless you and, um, uh, uh, benefit you if you go back and listen at your convenience, the other ones, because I'm telling you, God has surprised all of us, probably most and more me than everybody else about how he has just dissected our new best friend, uh, Peter, the apostle Peter, who is my favorite disciple. Uh, oh my God, Lynn, is your birthday today? Is your birthday today? Oh my goodness, Lynn, happy birthday. Uh, and Deborah says, I'm excited about what you're doing in this space. Me too, Deborah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Me too. Uh, okay. So Bert, what you got to tell him, Bert? What you got to tell him, Bert? <laughs> My TJ, my TJ, you know, I miss my hugs, TJ, so I won't lie to you, so I miss my hug. So, yes, I miss you, too. Um, you know, after Saturday's night, I spilled the tea, and you know, your prayer about me being obedient. When I shared, you know, my assignment that God called on my life publicly, which I slept so well that night. Yes! Remember, uh, that was the prayer, y'all. For those of you who were here on Saturday, I think I specifically said in the prayer, Lord, can you do what it, can Bert do what he needs to do to be obedient so the baby can get some sleep? Right, yes! right. <laughs> I slept so good. And, and the reason why I slept so good, because it was the first time I, I have ever given voice to my assignment that God gave to, on my life. Oh, wow. Yo, blow the chat up, y'all, because that's huge. Because I remember, it's like, you know, the whole last nine days are a blur, but there are things that I do remember. And I remember coming for you specifically and watching that prayer get answered in real time. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that ex-kissing is grateful at the same time. So yes, 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 yeah. yes. We yeah. prayed for you, baby. I love you, Bert. And I'm glad to see that you are standing in your power, not uh, playing down who you are, who God created you to be, and more importantly, who you are going to be serving. Yes. So, yeah, that was that was good. Yes. 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 All right. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks for coming on. Is this my Tracy? Is this I'm my Tracy? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Hi, honey. Good to see you. Hi, Teach. Tiny. Can I call you Tiny? That's what the church family called. I know, right? Okay, so I'm the friend that she's talking about. Everybody is talking about the most. I mean, how you know that you're assigned to somebody? So 30-some years ago, when she did this uh, Beatitudes thing, I remember her. I said, oh, my God, this girl sounds like Moses. <laughs> so then... I guess last year I um started following when you were doing the pajama dialogues and I was coming on your pajamas, your skin, all this. Uh, so God is strategic. Yeah. And he knew that he would bring me into you. 
because you're a great storyteller and I love stories. He knew it. He knew it. And I knew I was supposed to be here. And right. you have that connection with people. And um, when you said you was Moses, I, I was like, oh, Lord, I like this. I remember the Beatitude thing. And before right. I, I like to jump up and start running. I was like, Lord, <laughs> this, I'm supposed to be here. I'm so here. Y'all forgive me. I just got out of work. So I, but I had to come as I am. Be ye ready. That, so no, right. Okay. So remember last week, guys, I, I read a touching inbox message um, from a childhood friend. And I was like, I'm not going to dime her out. I'm not going to say her name. Um, and because uh, we grew up in the same church. And then there was this song that, that we used to sing called the Beatitudes. And so that's what she's talking about. But what was really touching is the fact that all you know through high school, I didn't think she liked me. So and I said, Oh, please forgive me, girl. I thought you know what? And I thought I wasn't good enough to be your friend. Nothing you didn't think you were up again. I'm just the double plan trick. But look, God what God has done full circle 30 some years ago. And wow. now here we are. But I thought I wasn't good enough to be your friend. So, so let's so let's let's, 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 pull out, let's pull out the lesson in that. We never had a conversation. Never. But yeah, we we had our own perceptions and our own assumptions about each other. And yeah. her attitude with me made me believe she didn't like me. And for whatever reason, and you heard her say it wasn't I because I was, I was uppity or anything like that. But whatever was being told in her head, the tape recorder that was being told in her head told her she wasn't good enough to be my friend, which was interesting because I was a girl in high school that I didn't have a click. I rolled with a whole bunch of different people. Like I had my best. Girl, I thought you girl. I thought you had a click. You was a little. No, but I would sit in the background and just look, watch you. Mm. Watch you. And I'm like, oh, gosh, this girl got to go on. But um, I just, hey, hey, Tundra. <laughs> Hey, bye. We singing together. But I always had my eye on you. Do you oh. remember when you came home and I had to do the welcome? Your mama asked me to do the welcome. We had a program. I can't remember what the program was. It's a church anniversary or something. And when I, I, I got up, I had, I had left. Was something. Left. I gave the welcome. You were dirty. You were okay. okay. And, and uh, you know, I had never gotten up and spoke. But I had my eye on you. Oh. And that what eased it. I'm like, I, oh. She don't even know I'm watching her. But yo, there's wait, catch, hold on, catch that. Don't miss that nugget, y'all. She don't even know oh, I'm watching her. Time, I had no idea she was watching me. No, ma'am. I, I was watching no you, idea. and that's what kept me calm. And I'm looking. I said, I'm gonna say to my sister, she had no idea. <laughs> I want y'all to hear this because. <laughs> Especially with, thank you, Tracy. I, I appreciate well, you coming on and, and getting off work in time to come. Yeah. So thank Man, you. Home. <laughs> Love you, girl. Love you too, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but as we are, we're coming out of Egypt, and my job for this season is to come get you out of Egypt to get you and awaken the Peter in you. That is my job. And so having no idea that somebody was watching me all of these years, that's what's happening here, especially with social media, y'all. Especially with social media. 
Somebody is, let me tell you something. I can't tell you the amount of people that will inbox me or see me out and will start off the conversation every time with something like, girl, I've been following you for three years, but I don't, I don't never comment. I don't say nothing, um, but know that I've been watching. Three years and you ain't saying nothing to me? You just watching and, and soaking off all of this yumminess? And you ain't said hi or bye? But it doesn't matter because I show up for those people. I'm thinking about those people. Who are your people? Who are your people that's watching you even now of how you are navigating this and how you are, uh, uh, are spending the pandemic? and having no clue the impact you are having on people. People are watching this all, you know, di different replays. They ain't gonna say a word to me, doesn't matter. Long as they get what they're supposed to get for the season that I'm giving it. And I told y'all on the first day, on the first day I told you, I have come in overflow. God restores me every night to then get up the next day and dig into his word. So get, take everything you can from TJ in this season. Cause I don't do this this often. Let me just say that for real. It, it costs money to normally get me on the phone. So let me, let me just say that. But during this season, get everything you need from me. Cause that's what I'm here for. Get everything you need from me. All right. All right. So let's turn the corner. Who's ready to feast? Who's ready to feast? Who's ready to take a bite out of what God has for us tonight? Um, and I do have uh, a special guest. Let's pray she behaves correctly and don't embarrass me. Um, Andrew says she ain't cheap. Nope, I'm not. I'm not cheap. <laughs> so um, this woman, let me post up in her her uterus for nine whole months. Nine whole months, y'all. I got to have my own room. I had to share with nobody. And I, I paved the way. I was the trailblazer for the knucklehead that was going to come after me 12 years later. Okay? So tonight, tonight, I got with me, I got with me, the star of the Mama Chronicles, uh, some of y'all know her as Miss Thang Thang, as I write about her all the time on Facebook. I uh, harass her endlessly, and she spoils me rotten. So uh, we've already tested this. Ma, you got your audio. Please tell me you got your audio. <laughs> Ma, I can't hear you. I can't hear you, Ma. Like, we did all of that. Really, Ma? What did you do? I can't hear you, Ma. Wait, you're muted. Hold on. Wait, you're mute. You muted yourself. Now unmute yourself, Ma. I knew it. I knew it. Can y'all hear her? Can y'all? Because I just want to make sure it's not my audio. Can y'all hear? Let me tell you something. The running joke with me and my mother is nothing goes right when it comes to technology and her. Nothing acts. Okay, so Ma, they can't hear you. What did you do? It was working fine when we ran the test, Ma. Okay, go out and come back in, okay? Go out and come back in. I'm going to remove you 
and let's go out and come back in. Go, go. Okay. See, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Like that. That's mom. She. 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 Um. Nothing. But we have this running joke. I asked. I've asked her, mom. Make sure you had your glasses on. I sent her the scriptures that we covering, and I made her log in. And she was logging into the wrong room for whatever reason. I don't know how she got the wrong room. Don't. Don't even ask. I don't know. And then finally I got her and it worked. And so when this was like an hour ago and when we got her, hey, Nashima, when we got her, when she finally came in uh, and I said, okay, mom, um, I'll see you in about an hour. She was like, do I disconnect? No, don't touch a thing, mom. Don't touch a thing because I know how it is with you. So don't touch a thing. All right, let's see. She's back. Okay, I am up. Can you hear yes, me? Yes, I got audio, Ma. I got audio. Yes. I didn't, do it. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything to my computer. I didn't do I anything. Know, I know. We know that it never, it never, um, it never goes, goes, goes correctly. Um, Andrew's going, we want, you want me to call her? No, call her. I wasn't going to do nothing because she got to figure it out. Um, but I wanted mom here tonight so that we can just have a different voice. You know, y'all going to get sick of me by the end of the 30 days. Um. And I wanted to have a different voice because uh, we are going to go back over scriptures that we've already looked at. But God showed me more. He woke me up at 430 this morning and I was just praying. And then I opened up uh, Instagram and that led me to a message by Pastor Stephen Furtick, who I like to listen to. And what caught my attention, guess what caught my attention, y'all? Guess what caught my attention? Because he said he was going to be teaching on Water Walking 101. What we've been talking about. So I was like, okay, I'll listen. And this is like at 4.30. And I'm like, okay, I'll listen. And I'll just kind of process what, you know, he says. Next thing I know, I got my notebooks out. I'm taking like four pages of notes because he was showing different things. And then I was just like, okay. I'm going to try to go back to sleep. I couldn't sleep because my mind was all over the place. So I was like, okay, well, I need to get up and go in the closet. And so this is a mixture of, of things that were inspired by listening to Pastor Stephen Furter because I don't take credit for nobody's work. So let me just make sure y'all understand. I don't, I, I'm dope enough in my own right. I don't have to take credit for nobody's work, but also some other stuff that God showed me when I did go into the closet and study it for myself. There's questions that I had. And so I figured tonight it would be good to have Miss Thang Thang. We have a different voice as, as well as uh, so that, uh, I don't know, I don't have to do it all by myself because I told y'all this is, this, is, um, this is a community effort. So with that said, with that said, hold on, let me pull up my, my banners. Let's get started. Tonight's topic is the four traits of water walkers, four traits of water walkers. So mom, she was, all, she was so cute, y'all. She got her little Bible. She a bookmark. She had called me and asked me how to pronounce her name to make sure. She was like, you ain't going to be fussing at me. <laughs> um, okay, mom, I'm almost there on my own. So, uh, but I'm, I'm ready. So Matthew 8, 
23 and 27. I already told her I'll probably interrupt her because, uh, Ma, can you talk? Where'd your audio go? Right. Okay. Okay. There it goes. I hear, keep talking. Where'd your audio go? She got booted out. All right, so y'all may be stuck with me unless I have another volunteer who wants to come on and be my reader. Andrew, you want to come on and be my reader? Somebody want to come on and be my reader? Because um, I was just was going to give y'all a different flavor so they don't have to listen to me the whole time. Um, but it worked. It worked earlier. We tested it. So I don't know what's going on. So let's go to Matthew 8. Uh, 2327. If you want to come on and be my reader for me, um, let's try it again. She's back. I don't know if it might be the internet, Tony. I don't know. Okay. We can hear you fine now. So we'll rock with this until we can't. So Matthew 8, 23 through 27. You ready? ready for you? Yep. All right, Jesus calms the storm. Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Go back Suddenly, and read that again. Oh, oh, oh. I told you we're going to keep stopping. Go back because there's point, points of this I need them to catch. Go back and read that again. Okay. Then Jesus got into the boat. Got into the boat. Across and he got the into lake. the boat and he started across the lake and what? With his disciples. With his disciples. Put a pin in that. With Did you hear his me? disciples. Yep, I got you. With right. his disciples. All right, verse 24. Um, uh, it keeps going in and out. It must Suddenly, be the internet. A terrible storm came up, up with waves breaking into the boat. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it's breaking up. Probably. So it may be your it may be the internet at home. Okay, we tried it. Is I appreciate you for trying it because your audio is totally out of sync with your, your video. So Krishna, where you at? Anybody else there? Because I, I did want to make sure that this is becoming Bert. You had your clothes on. Bert, come on for me and I'll keep going. Uh thanks, yeah. Mom. Yeah, see, we can't hear you. We can't hear her. Um, okay, so 23, Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples, with his disciples, 24, suddenly a fierce storm, Yvette, you're here, you got me, yeah. all right, you got the scripture 8, 24, yes, all right, yes. let's go, suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. How fast? But suddenly. Gee, suddenly. Get, keep going. A fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. So remember what has happened here? We've covered this. Go back and, and listen to the other one. We've covered this. What has come, wh what Jesus been doing? Jesus been eating and feeding people. So he's sleepy. <laughs> So he had the itis. He just wanted a nappy nap. Go ahead. The disciples went and woke him up shouting. Not quietly. They didn't gently wake him up. Go ahead. Lord, 
save us. We're going to drown. So keep going. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Read that again. Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. So Jesus spoke two things to them. He asked them a question. Why are you afraid? And then he made a statement. You have so little faith. Make sure you make a, a mental note of that. Go on. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves. And suddenly. How fast? Suddenly. How fast? Suddenly. Okay. There was a great calm. So now what was here when, when I, I read this this morning, it was like, then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves. And rebuke is like a little aggressive. And I was like, why, why Jesus going to be aggressive with the wind and the waves? It wasn't their fault. They were just doing what they do. They were winding and they were waving. That's, that's what the winds and the waves do. And so I was like, it was because Jesus was sleepy and they woke him out of his nap. He was annoyed and he wanted to just be like, shut up and then go back to sleep. 27. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man? They asked. Even the winds and waves obey him. So we've discussed this week that my perception of who is this man wasn't necessarily a question. They are a question of they didn't understand. Just up until that point, they had watched Jesus. Watch this. So they had watched Jesus turn some water into wine. They had watched him heal an official son. So the water and the wine could be a parlor trick. Like that he could have his David Copperfield thing going on. He drove out evil spirits. Well, we don't necessarily know that the man had a really evil spirit. He healed Peter's mother-in-law. They could have chalked it up to being a fluke. Heals many sick and oppressed at, at the evening. That's still like, yeah, okay. We've seen, you know, preachers do that. Miraculous catch of the fish on the lake. Yeah, I'm like, they bind into it now. Then he cleanses a man of leprosy. Mm, okay, well, if you say so. Heals a centurion paralyzed servant in Capernaum. Yeah, okay, if you say so. Uh, heals a paralytic who was let down for the roof. Okay, that maybe. okay, so maybe he is that dude. Heals a man's withered hand on the Sabbath. Uh, okay, so he keep healing folks. Everybody can't be lying. Raises a widow's son from the dead. Okay, so he raising folks from the dead. Then we get to him coming. This is the first time they really see everything else. Catch this. Everything else up until that point was on land. It was on land. Now they know what winding and waving looks like. They know what it feels like to be in a storm. This is their environment. They've watched him perform miracles for everybody else. To my knowledge, this is the first time they're watching him save them in a natural environment. That they know, they clear. We are seeing some. This ain't no tricks at a David Copperfield. Can y'all tell I really like David Copperfield? Well, this ain't no tricks at David Copperfield or whatnot. That they can somebody, there's the lighting crew that's got they on a sound stage, and there's the lighting crew that's that's doing the, the thundering and then the lightning. Well, the lightning, because the lighting crew will be doing the lightning, and then there's no audio person in the sound booth that's doing the that's my that's my version of thunder. That's my third version of thunder. That's open your eyes, Yvette. Open your eyes. That's that's open your eyes. Okay. So they're seeing this for the first time. And so they like, yo, this is who we rolling with. Mm -hmm. Who is this man? Mm -hmm. Even 
even the wind. We watched him do all of this, but now we ain't got onto the ocean in a natural environment and we're watching him command the weather out of a dead sleep. This is who I get to roll with? All right, so where, where are we going next? Um, Mark 6, 45 through 50. And just so you know, I know my mother's gonna be like, my internet is your fault because you're supposed to handle all of that. So, mom, I love you. I know, I know, she, I know my mother, so I know she's doing that. But then she's gonna blame it on me because she know, okay, well, it's not my fault. You set up all the internet stuff, so if the internet ain't working, it's your fault. Um, okay, so uh, you there? Yes. Uh, uh, Yvette, okay, so where are we? Forty-five. Let's go. Immediately after this. Ah, okay, so, so I want, I like Mark's description of this. So we're, we're doing, we're doing, we're, we're, we're picking this up and we're doing a little repeat. So go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Immediately after this. Hey, how long? Wait, when? Immediately. Immediately. Okay, keep going. Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake to Bethsaida. That sounds good enough. <laughs> While he sent the people home. Um, so if you remember, Dr. Yvette, Matthew 8, I made a point to pick up. When they got in the boat the first time, what happened? They went out, he went back to the people. No, first time in Mark in Matthew 8. Jesus got in the boat with him. With them. Okay. With them. Jesus got in the boat. In Matthew, the first, the first, uh, the, the scripture we read, Matthew, not Matthew, got in the boat with them. Jesus, Jesus got, got in, in the, the boat, boat with, with the disciples. Him. Mm -hmm. Right. He knew they're just experiencing this. He knew the storm was coming. He knew what was going to happen, and so he got in the boat with them. Now, between that and this episode, Jesus has cast demons into a herd of pigs. He's healed a woman in the crowd with an issue of blood. This is a, a different time. This is the second time that um, um, th uh, Jesus ha has been with the disciples. Jesus, not the, been with the disciples, you know what I mean. Been going, sitting, getting on the boat. Jesus heals a woman in the crowd, so they seen more. Jesus raises another person back from the dead. He heals two blind men. He heals a man who was unable to speak. He heals an invalid at Bethesda. And then, and then, right before their eyes, right before their eyes, they watch Jesus feed 5,000 people. Mm -hmm. And that was just the men. That don't include their wives and children. Exactly. That don't include the families. They had just seen that. So they got more experience. So more experience should be increasing their faith. Yes. So keep going. Did you? So Jesus let them go by themselves. Yes. Right. Yep. And okay. He sent, keep on. While he sent the people home, after telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. 
Uh, I like that because that's picking up once again. We're seeing, we're seeing Jesus going off to pray. He didn't do, he didn't use ego. He didn't edge God out. He went off to pray. Somebody was paying attention. Was that yesterday? Uh, okay. Yes. Like, it's a blur. He was serving. He was serving. That he was, was serving. He did not edge God out. Okay. So okay. here's what I picked up from Pastor Furtick today. That Pastor Furtick said that he actually went to this particular spot when he visited. And their guide took them to the place where Jesus had gone. And the guide said Jesus could see them. He could see the disciples in the boat. He never left them. He was never too far from them. He saw from where he was sitting. Yeah, he went to pray, but he still had his eyes on his partners, his boys. But then he had to give them more rope so that their legs and their faith muscles could get stronger. Okay, go to 47. Late that night, the disciples were in the middle of the boat, in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on land. Okay, something about that. I still, I have a feeling because God gave me something else in this scripture and it's not for tonight. So we may end up coming back here, but there's something about that interesting just juxtaposition. The disciples had each other. Mm. He had to start letting them bond. Without him, he knew he was going to have to face death alone. So he, he let them go off by themselves without him. And I'm curious if I go back through all of these other episodes, have they been there? All 12 of them been together with Jesus, except for those moments where he goes off to pray. But this is the first time he's left them alone by themselves to bond. I'm curious if I dig deeper, if that's what I'm going to find. But we do know for now, they got each other. But also, TJ, I'm going to go back to what you've done in this group in terms of having us develop community that with 12, with 12 mustard seeds, they couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Fame. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Okay. So 48. He saw that they were in serious trouble. What? What happened? He saw that they were in serious trouble. So he was watching. He was watching. Now, we have already determined that this is Jesus. He knew he was sending them into a storm. He knew. He was sending them into the storm and he sat there and watched them. Go ahead. What do you watch him do, Dr. Yvette? What do you watch him do? Rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves. That was winding and waving, winding and waving. So he sat there and watched them for a minute. I'm wondering if he's sitting there watching, just seeing how they were going to handle the pressure amongst themselves. But the 12 people, again, they have, they got a whole, that's a community. That's a neighborhood. That's a community. Right. Okay, about, keep going. Mm -hmm. About 3 o'clock in the morning. He waited till 3 a.m. 
It's like he was like, I'm gonna pull a Lazarus move. I'm I'm gonna wait till Lazarus is dead dead before I show up. So he wait and said, like, he probably had a lot to talk to God about because you know Jesus got you know obligations and things that he you know had to do because he was gonna be dying sometime soon. But he waited till three a.m. Oh, I like what Stephanie says to see what they have learned from being with him. That's good, yes. Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Okay, so keep going. Uh, where are we? About three o'clock in the morning. In the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. Now that just tickles me. It, I mean, they, the, the Bible just reads that like that's normal. Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. Like you know, if I had written this, it would be like then all of a sudden, out of the midst of darkness. We see a shadowy figure. We don't know who it is. Like, I would have that thing extra and dramatic. Bible just says he came towards them walking on the water. Like, that's what we see every day. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. just cracks me up every single time. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm getting notifications that y'all are sharing. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much um, for sharing the, the broadcast. I did forget to ask that. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What happened? What happened? They cried out in terror. No, uh -uh, go back. Uh -uh. No, no, we got to go back and pick that up. Jesus came toward them walking on the water. Walking on, oh, walking on the water. He intended to go past them. Now that, I want to dig deeper in. I don't have an answer for that. Because I'm like, what does that really mean? He intended to go past them. For what? He was going to be like, oh, y'all thought I was, I was going to come say, you know, figure it out for yourself. Like, what was the intent? So I want to study that, but keep going. 49. But when they saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. Ah, it's enough that we winding and we got to deal with the winding and the waving, and now we got a ghost? Okay, keep going. They were all terrified when they saw him. Okay, so we're, we're, I, forget, we're, I think we are at 45 through 50. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, keep going for the last sentence. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Okay. He spoke. They in, they're freaking out. They're in terror. He spoke immediately and calmed them. He didn't let the, he didn't let them freak out for a long time at this point. And John, the John's version of this says um, the boat was about three or four miles away from where Jesus was watching them struggle through the winding and the raining. Um, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. Take courage. Take courage. I am here. I am here. Like, can you imagine you freaking out? You're dealing with the winding and the waving. And then you're freaking out. And then you hear the voice you recognize. Because they can't see him. They think he's a ghost. All they got is a shadowy figure. But then late in the midnight hour, when everything is dark, ain't nobody up. All your problems are bearing down on you. And all you hear through this loud storm, don't be afraid, take courage, I am here. Go to Matthew 14, 28 through 33. Okay, we picking up. Uh, and remember I've, I've explained that the, these gospel tells it differently. So Matthew is the only one that covers uh, Peter. So keep going. Then Peter called to him, Lord. Wait, I want to make a point there. 
One of the first points I want you to catch is Jesus had been watching all the time, but they couldn't see him. Just because it's so dark in your circumstances, the fact that you've been rocking with Jesus and he sent you. And then I, and, and, I, and I'm wondering what I started thinking about, you know, um, and Pastor Furtick talked about it. And it, it sent my imagination is like, did they start blaming Jesus? Like, did they start questioning? We didn't ask to get in this boat. We didn't ask to go over across the, the lake. Jesus sent us. And now he just going to roll out? He's just going to leave us? He ain't nowhere to be found? Have you ever been in a situation like that? Where you follow God's will. You've done what he's told you to do. And all hell broke loose. You have found yourself in the middle of a pandemic after God had had you lift up your whole life that you loved in Los Angeles, California to plant you in Atlanta, Georgia. And a week later, he stops the world and you like what in the entire hell, God? Yeah, and maybe that's just how I talked to him, but that's how I was. I didn't ask to come to Atlanta. You knew this pandemic was coming and you're going to just throw me into this storm. And then you're going to have the nerve to be quiet in the middle of it and going to be silent in the middle of it. Don't you see I'm struggling? Don't you see I'm lost? I'm barely holding on to my sanity. You could have left me there until you figured out what the heck you were going to do with the world. And then you could have moved me there. Oh, is it just me? No, 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 ma'am. No. Is it no. just me, Jamila? No. Is it just me, Bert? Is it just me, Deborah? That God has sent you in a storm and then he just, he, he sent you on a journey. You didn't know it was a storm coming and you just been like, yo, God, are you watching this mess? Are you, you see how they doing me? I tried to do something nice for them. Mm -hmm. And are you seeing how they betraying me? They stabbing me in my back and you told me I didn't really want to do it, but you told me to do it. And yet you see what, are you watching this or did you do a slow blink? And you happen to miss all this chaos that's happening in my life right now where I'm trying my best to hold on. Are, are you, are you seeing, maybe it's just me. That was just miserable. Trying to figure out which way is up. But like Pastor Furtick said today, blame ain't going to solve the problem. Mm. Blaming how we got there ain't going to solve the problem. <laughs> Lynn says, strong in my pain with your scripture. <laughs> That's good, Lynn. That's good. Blaming Jesus at this point ain't going to solve the problem because you in the middle of the winding and the waving and he ain't nowhere to be found. But you had no idea, A, he sent you into the storm. B, there's purpose for the storm. And C, he been there the whole time. The whole time. All right, so go back and pick that up. Um, Matthew 14, 28 for me. 
Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, pause. Tell me. Say that again. Lord, if it's really you. Lord, what's the word after Lord? If. If. Peter wasn't sure. He couldn't see him. But I believe, and I didn't see this, I didn't see it when I was standing this morning, but I see it now. The minute Peter heard Jesus' voice, something in his spirit just leaped. He knew his Savior's voice. And I love the fact that even in the middle of the chaos that's going around him, Peter recognized his Savior's voice. And what did he say, Yvette? If it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Peter asked, we've already covered this part. Peter, Peter was bold enough in his ask. That's that man, that's some faith boldness right there. He didn't ask, like, God, when we get through this, can you come get us through the storm? And then when we do, can you teach me how to walk on water like you? Peter was like, I'm seizing my opportunity now. Yes, Lashenda, my sheep know my voice. And he knew, he knew just those few words of what Jesus said. He knew that's my savior. Now go back and read that again after, Lord, if it's really you, what does Peter tell, say? Tell me to come to you. To who? To you. To what? Okay, tell me to do what? To walk on water? Tell me to try my, my water muscles? Tell me, what did, you, what, did, what did he ask? To come to you. He wanted to go to Jesus. And then he actually got specific. And the how is, I want to walk on the water to you. And what was Jesus' re response in 29? Yes, come. Two words. Two words. Two words. And what I love about this is Jesus, and here's, here, here's the new stuff that the new revelation God showed me this morning. He didn't say, okay, Peter, I'm going to check your iPhone. I just airdropped you a tutorial. He didn't, he didn't say, you know what, go Google walking on water. He didn't say, uh, I'm going to shoot you some email instructions. He didn't say, well, let me come to you first and let me show you. Let's do a practice run. What did he say, Yvette? Yes. Come. So Jesus must have known that Peter had within him what he needed to walk on water. It was already in him. It was all, what, oh, I got chills. Again, they're just repeating it because that's what hit me this morning. It was already in Peter. Bert, it's already in you. Nisius, it's already in you. Jamila, it's already in you. What you need to walk on water. Jesus didn't give Peter a tutorial. Peter is asking for the impossible. Never been done. And Jesus didn't make him go practice. He, he didn't calm the storm.
wind, chill, waves, chill. All right, Peter, we're going to take baby steps and see how it goes. He made him exercise what, with, what was within him in the midst of the storm. So you can't tell me what you can't create, Chantel, in the pandemic. This pandemic is not a surprise to God. He knew it was coming. And he's saying to you, Jamila, come. What I'm calling you to do is already in you. I put it in you when your mama met your daddy and liked each other enough to get busy at least one time that created the miracle of you. I put it in you then. You ain't got to practice for this. You were born for such a time as this. It's already in you. You ain't got to ramp up and get ready. You ain't new to this. You're true to this because Jesus said so. Go ahead. So, Pete, so go ahead. Peter, so Peter went over the side of the boat. Whoa. Hold on. So Peter's response was, well, Lord, do you think you could send me? Hold on, God. Let me, let me go YouTube this. Let me look up some videos to see how to do it. Peter held on to the fact that the Jesus, his Jesus said he could do it. That he had within him. He didn't pause. He said immediately, I'm going to go over and hold it together, Yvette. Hold it together. I see you about to lose it. Hold it together. Because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this hit me like that too. Nisha says the water walker knows it's not about him. It's his faith. I am depending only on you. Good. Hold that point, Nisha. That's a good one. Hold that point. Go ahead, Yvette. So Peter went over. <clears throat> he went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. Earlier last week, I read somebody say, <laughs> they, they used the phrase when Jesus, um, when um Peter failed at walking on water. And I was like, wait, hold up. Peter didn't fail? What does it say? No, he it says walked, he, he, he walked, walked on the water. And walked on water. He didn't fail? He did that thing. Just like Jesus knew he could. And, but where was he headed? Toward to Jesus. Jesus. Verse 30. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. He took, we already talked about, he took his eyes off of Jesus. And we, I gave you what focus acronym. It doesn't discount that he walked. Mm. And he walked in the most uncertain conditions, the most treacherous a condition. He still walked. But it wasn't until when he that he saw the strong wind and the waves. He wasn't, he got distracted. So we've already covered that. He got distracted. If you if, go back and listen to that message, I forgot what we called it, what we covered that part, but he was terrified and that's when he began to sink. 
31. Jesus immediately. When? Immediately. When? Immediately. Another word for immediately is that suddenly. Suddenly. So Jesus is moving. Jesus is moving. Go ahead. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Hold that. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Pastor Furtick brought this up and I didn't look at it until he said it. So he must walk, have walked far enough to get within reaching distance of his Jesus. Because it didn't say how, how, how many steps he took. But we know if Jesus was able to get to him, he was close enough. You are never too far out of Jesus's reach that he can't get you. He ain't got to stretch. He ain't got to add an extension to his arm. You are never too far out of reach. Ma, you are never too far out of reach for Jesus to come to your rescue. Cheryl, Elsie, you are just an arm's reach from Jesus coming down and grabbing you. What does he say, Yvette? I don't know. <laughs> you have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Pause. Let's, if we can quickly, let's go back up. I should have, have, have done this. Go back over to Matthew 8. Uh, what was that 23 through 27? Uh, when Jesus asked the first time, it said, why are you afraid? 26. Why are you afraid? You have so he's asking the same question. They didn't pass the test the first time. And remember, we've already we've already covered. That's why I keep telling you, I go back and listen to that. The, 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 the first time I taught this, I brought up the point that uh, Peter was the only one bold enough to ask, could he walk on water? The other disciples could have, even when they saw Peter get out the boat, they could have been like, yo, we're going with you too. They're like, no, 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 Peter, you go, Peter, you go ahead and test that. You go ahead and test that first. But he says, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. What is he, what does he tell Peter in 14? Same you have, he still makes a statement and he asks a question. So read it for me again. Read it for me again. Cause I don't want you to miss this point. Read it for me again. Jesus immediately reached out. Read it for me again. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You mm -hmm. have so little faith, Jesus said. Mm -hmm. Why did you doubt me? Um, read that last question. Why did you doubt me? Read that last question. Why did you doubt me? Why did you doubt that you could do it? Why did you doubt that you were able to do this? That is not what Jesus said. He said, why did you doubt me? Peter, I've shown you what I can do. I'm the one that told you. You didn't doubt that you could do it. You doubted me. Why are we doubting Jesus when he got a proven track record of how dope he is? Why are we doubting the thing that he said we can do 
when he's already shown us it's in us. Did, did Peter think Jesus was going to let him just sink? Why do we do that? So when God gives you an assignment, when God tells you can do something, it ain't that you doubting your capabilities to pull it off. It's that you're doubting him. That thing shook me. And then the other question I had was, and this is, and, and, and again, I feel like maybe that's why God's going to have me come back and visit because I didn't find the answer today. God didn't reveal it to me. But Jesus says, you have so little faith. Now, Peter, and, and Ferdick touched on it today, but he still ain't, it didn't land for me. So again, I got to go back and look at it. But he said, you have so little faith. My question is, well, what would be considered great faith? I believed you when you said I can walk on water. I ain't never seen that. That to me on my level, that's pretty darn great, Jesus. But you still clarifying it as little? Like, where did you do that at? Like, I do. I jumped out the boat just on your word telling me I could do it. And I did walk a few steps. Don't I get credit for that? And you still telling me I got little faith? Look at that was Look at them two still up in the boat. They out there. That's little faith to me. I walked on water with you, Jesus. That's great faith to me. But I ain't saying Jesus lying, you know, because we know he right. I'm just saying that was curious to me. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. You know, I gotta no, 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 no. Because, because if, if Jesus, Jesus reached out and grabbed him, that means he was in Peter could see him. He's in sync with him. And so if he could see him, if he was that close and then got scared. Yeah. Oh, I that that, though. we can't blame Peter because I, I, I've done that. Oh, I've done that. Like I don't watch God do some amazing things in my life. And I still on the next time through, it's like I forgot. Then I had to go, wait, hold up, T. Wait, hold up. Um, you remember when it, yeah, you remember that too. Oh, and, and that too. Oh yeah. You're going to be fine. So that's when I would have, I have sunk briefly and Jesus had to come grab me and be like, yeah, uh, you forgot who I am. Bert said, could it be that he expected more? That's what I thought too, Bert. I'm, I'm not saying that that's not right. I'm saying God hadn't revealed that. So even like this new stuff, for those of you who were there when I, this is pretty much all new stuff that revelation. So God withheld this stuff for me the first time. He already gave me a teaching point and I have a feeling it's going to come back around to this. So I, I'm, I'm willing to bet he's going to give it to us. I just don't know just yet. I can't say yes or no. He hasn't revealed it to me. Um, 32. When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshiped, worshiped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Okay. Here's what my question was today. How did he get back to the boat? How did he get back to the boat? And Ferdick, Ferdick touched on it, and I saw it with him. Could it be 
that once Jesus reached out and grabbed him, Jesus took his hand and they walked to the boat together. Because it that none of the versions, none of the gospels say, all of them just say they climbed back in the boat. And I'm like, well, how did they get back to the boat? Did Jesus pick him up and carry him? Somehow they got back to the boat. And knowing Jesus, like I know Jesus, I wasn't there, but I imagine he reached out, grabbed Peter, righted him up and say, okay, I got you now. Take my hand and let's get to the boat. Because how else, how else, how else, Terry, how else would they have gotten to the boat? How else would they have gotten in the boat? It says they climbed back. So it wasn't like Jesus like um, did a Superman move and, and flew him, you know, and put him back in the boat. Scripture says they climbed back on their own. When you climb, you exerting your own energy. So even when you think you have fallen and sunk. Jesus is like, nah, take my hand. I'm going to walk with you through this. I'm going to show you. And I wonder if Jesus was like, yo, Peter, you did that. Like, you didn't do it long, but dude, these little scared cats, they still on the boat. Remember I told you, I'm like, when we talked about it the first time, I was like, I can I can imagine with these 12 dudes and how they get down, um, with how they get down that they were like, you know, some of them like, Peter, you sunk. And Peter would be like, yo, but I walked. What about you? What you do lately in the middle of a pandemic? I may have lost my footing for a minute, but what did you do? I'm, I'm just telling on myself, kind of probably that's what I would say. That would be my clapback game. Um, all right. And so the last verse, I just want us to hit. Uh, John 6, 21. Okay, I'm there. Are you there? Mm -hmm. Okay. Then they were eager to let him in the boat. Why? <laughs> Why? Why were they eager to let him in the boat? Because when Jesus in the boat, there's calm. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's calm. Wow. Jesus calms everything. Mm -hmm. He settles it. So when you let, your, let Jesus in the boat, bird, you, you get some sleep. Dolly, when you let Jesus in the boat, you start standing in your own power and it doesn't become overwhelming to get your crew. Stephanie says Jesus didn't need a need a pump to start his church. Exactly. Every time in the, the first time that Jesus was in the boat, there was a storm going around. He woke up when he's present and awake. He just got to rebuke the, the wind and the waves and they start winding. They stopped winding and waving. There was calm. This time. He didn't calm the storm until he got back in the boat. There's something there. Let Jesus on your boat. Oh. 
when I looked at all the, the other, he didn't comment. He didn't say the minute he saw Peter sinking, he didn't say, you know what? When? Stop. Wait. Stop. No, I got to go get my boy. He didn't do that. He grabbed him. In my mind's eye, he took his hand. They climbed in the boat. Then the storm was calm. But he had to get in the boat first. And the last point I want to make is then they were eager to let him in the boat. Well, duh, who wouldn't want to let Jesus in the boat? He brings peace. Duh, you would, dummy. Um, and immediately, how fast? Immediately. immediately, they arrived at their destination. Like that whole, this, mm, this says immediately. So that boat was still in the course of Peter doing his thing and learning lessons and learning that he got water legs that, that defy gravity. That boat was still moving closer to its destination. So when a pandemic, it ain't stopping your movement to your destination. The wind has been carrying them. That wind that you thought was the storm, that was part of the storm, was actually still transporting you to your destination. Your storm, Lashenda, ain't stopped your calling. Terrell, your storm ain't stopped your calling. Dana, your storm ain't stopped you moving to your destination. It says immediately they arrived at the destination. So while the destination was absolutely important, because I knew what Jesus was going to do after he got over there, but it was also equally important, the process of what happened. So Delmar, your process on your way to your destination is just as important. It didn't stop. Your storms ain't stopping nothing. I told y'all, God sent me to Atlanta to build, uh, uh, to create and produce a TV show for and about HBCU students. You think this pandemic is stopping that assignment? God is like, but I got other stuff for you to do so you can learn to walk on water in the midst of you still getting there. But understand, little girl, I'm still moving you. You ain't got out of that assignment. I'm still moving you. So don't, Kareem, don't look, lose sight of what your assignment was before the pandemic just put a pause on it. It ain't stop it. It just maybe a paused it. Last, you still got to open up them dance studios. Yes. This ain't, this ain't stopped it. So don't get it twisted. Don't get caught up. Thinking that, oh, you know, it, it may take two, three years, however long as, as, the, the, as, the, as the, 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 the story plays out. But don't think God ain't changed his mind. His word is still the same. Thank you, Yvette. That made it so much easier for me, especially going back and reading the same scripture. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll release you now. <laughs> All right. So what, what are the five traits of water walkers? 
It should be four. My bad. It's four. Four traits. It should be four traits. Hold on. Let me fix that really quickly. It should be four traits. It's one of the four traits of water walkers. Okay. Y'all ready? While I take a sip, y'all have to let me know you're ready. Yes, Stephanie. That bingo game was definitely seed towards my assignment. Lashenda says delayed but not denied. Note listed chatter. God's word ain't changed. Ooh, I like that, Jamila. Jamila says, I've seen more of who I am, who I have been created to be these last few months. God is good. Yes. Okay, I'm getting my readies. All right. So the four traits of water walkers are. Water walkers worship the true and living God. Peter worshiped his Jesus like nobody we've ever seen. That dude was willing to do some extreme things for his Jesus. Water walkers, we got to worship the true and living God, not a God but the true and living God. To my knowledge, nowhere in history has nobody else's God showed them how to walk on water. Not to my knowledge. A, so if you don't know by now, the acronym is WALK. The acronym is WALK. Water walkers abandon our finite limitations in favor of a limitless God. We talked about when I originally taught this, that God will violate his own laws of nature. Nothing in Peter should say that he should be able to walk. Nothing in Jesus, really. You know, it's like, Jesus is just suck. But that's with, are finite and for us to be water walkers we gotta abandon that we have to abandon our finite limitations and then just open our mind and be like okay jesus said i can do it he said yes come so that's in favor of a limitless god rules or no rules in god's house okay L, water walkers listen to the whisper of God instead of the noise of the world. We listen to the whisper of God instead of the noise of the world. God whispers to me. He don't really yell at me. So in order for me to think that I could walk on my version of the water and I can pull off some magnificent feats in this world, like raising over a million dollars in four weeks in cash and prizes for some HBCU grads, not really out there soliciting and asking for anything. If for me to pull that off, I, God had to whisper. He didn't yell that at me. He whispered that thing. So I had to turn off 
what the world was saying that we there's this is bad, 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 bad. Like I can't, I can't hear that. When I did the CBS interview uh, for the game, she asked me, "Was I going to talk about the social justice issues that were happening at the time? Because that it was in the heat of the riots and you know everything like that." And I was like, "No, why? That's noise. I'm creating this space for them." to be highlighted, to be acknowledged. And so for these three hours, that's when we thought we was going to play for three hours. We ultimately ended up playing for like five, seven, eight, and then nine the last night. But at the time, I was like, for those three hours, I just want them to be grads. I don't want them to be frontliners. I don't want them to be protesters. I want them to be grads because I want them to just drum. And we, who I don't know which one of my bingo uh, squad is here, and we succeeded. In that, they didn't hear the noise, but it started with me listening to the whisper of God instead of the noise of the world. And then K, we keep worship, I mean, our water walkers keep our eyes locked on Jesus instead of the winds and the waves of the world. That's what that should be winds and the waves of the world. Water walkers lock in. I gave you a whole acronym the other night about it, about focus. And that's why Jamila's, <laughs> where's Jamila? That's why her glasses, <laughs> that's why her glasses are like that because one, the F of focus was fix your spiritual glasses. That still cracks me up. Um, but we stay locked in on Jesus because he was the one that told us we could do it. So I ain't looking, I'm not, I'm not concerned about the winding and the waving. Water walkers know that we got to stay locked in. We got we keep our eyes locked on Jesus instead of the winds and the waves of the world. And I saw this, uh, I saw this quote from Pastor, I mean, I saw it. Uh, Pastor Furtick said this, and I'll leave this with you as our last point. What you have to learn to ignore is sometimes it's just as important. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, I'm reading it wrong. Sorry. What you have to learn to ignore is sometimes just as important as what you are walking towards. That's when we were talking about the fact that the wind was still pushing them closer to the destination, but they still had to ignore it and focus on Jesus. But what they were walking towards, Jesus had a mission. Where they were headed was important, but it was equally important that Peter got the lesson. Because where God was taking Peter, he needed to get this lesson. And what better way to get this lesson than in a storm. Were those helpful? These are the traits of a water walker. We worship the true and living God. We abandon our finite limitations in favor of a limitless God. We listen to the whisper of God instead of the noise of the world. And then K, we keep our eyes locked on Jesus instead of the winds and the waves of the world.
Did this help? Wasn't this all yummy? These new, new revelations that God showed me through this. I don't know if y'all liked it, but I did. It was good to me. Jamila says, mm, that's good. Yep. Last says, the it's the storm that guided them to shore. Elsa says, yes, this is so good. I'm glad y'all are, are benefiting. Let that marinate. Don't forget on Saturday, we have our spill the tea. That's where I don't teach. I let you guys come pour into me. Um, I like that, uh, Lynn. This is platinum learning. I'm platinum learning, mama. I'm platinum learning. You see it? You see what the people saying about me, mama. You see, you see. Um, Nietzsche says another feast. Yay! Mom, my mom says, thank you for the word. Mine's my pleasure. I love you. I love you, love you, love you with all that I have. Um, is there anything else I need to know? Thank you, Lipstick Chatter. Thank you for rocking with your girl. Corinne says, absolutely revelatory. When he told me two months ago to walk out of a 19 year and walk it out and walk it out. Yes, Corinne. Um, if there's any, any takeaways that you want to come on camera live, uh, Krishna just posted the link. I'll post it too. Uh, once you get in there, you have to make sure you hit enter broadcast studio. That's what, not just the waiting room. You have to hit uh, enter the broadcast studio. Merce said, this is good eating right here. Um, all right. So while y'all decide if you want to do some takeaways, I'm gonna go ahead and, um, pray us out. And then, um, God, I just love y'all. God, I thank you. <laughs> this is another good one. God, you showed up. You had to wake me up at 430 for me to catch this. It never ceases me. It never ceases to amaze me. As to how intentional you are with just dealing with me. When I woke up, I didn't think that I would be staying up. I only slept for two hours. And so the fact that I'm on supernatural energy, God. Hey, I made it through a whole um, lesson, I think, without crying once too, God. <laughs> but I thank you. You are so awesome and magnificent. The fact that you love me enough to build me like this, where I'm just in my element and I'm in my zone. And you are in the boat with me. So I thank you for that. I thank you, God, that you have, have um, nurtured my heart and softened my heart and, and molded my heart that my yes has come quicker. I still may have questions, but the questions are more of, okay, how do you want me to do it? Not, why do you want me to do it? I don't know why you wanted me to do this. I just knew I had to trust you. So my, my prayer, God, is that as my tea lights are watching me literally depend on you for fresh manna of your word every day, that in the season where God is going to do that, they remember this time. And because I've tried my best to be as transparent as I could of the behind the scenes of what's happening as I'm having to walk this out, not just teaching the lesson, but how I arrived at the, at the, at the, at the exposition of the lesson. 
So I thank you for every ear that has let me in. I thank you, God, for every heart that has been open as a result of you preparing it first. God, I'm sorry if I get excited. I saw David, my, my, my Howard classmate, I saw him say, my ears hurt from that scream. God, I thank you that I have something I'm just so excited about. And that I get excited about sharing what's in scripture and how it relates to how we get down in 2020. Father, my prayer is that we find something to be grateful for every day. I don't know everybody's situation of what it's like outside of this hour and a half that we spend together. I don't know, but you do. So I pray, Lord God, that even in the midst of terrible circumstances, that we still find something to just say thank you, Jesus, for. We still find something that, that makes us go, God, I thank you for grabbing my hand and not letting me sink. I thank you, Lord God, that even if you, you're watching a struggle, that there's this peace that comes over my tea lights, that, that they know from a visual perspective, Jesus was always there watching. And if he's watching them struggle, there has to be a purpose because Jesus ain't gonna just let us struggle for just no reason at all. He loves us too much. So if there's a struggle going on, there's a purpose. You're doing something with it. You're building character. You're building faith. You're using us as an example for something we just can't see. So I thank you. I thank you for all the testimonies that are gonna come forth in August of 2021 because of this season. And I thank you that you chose me. It is my honor and my privilege. My directive was to go love on my kids was what you told me. Go love on my kids. And my father, it is my desire that just as Jesus said, I didn't lose one. It is my prayer, God, that you look on me favorably at the end of this and say, you loved on my kids. Because of you, they saw me and they saw how much I loved them. And they can now go and be water walkers. So I thank you, God, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, peeps, I'll let the replay catch up. I'm mean, not the replay, I'll let the, um, um, oh, wait, I just scroll down. Um, anything else I need to know before we start counting it down? Hi, my Miss T, my godmother. Beverly Tyson, that's her name. Um, in 10, 9, 8, 7. Don't forget to put you on the calendar. My first TED Talk is September 19th. I'll let you guys know more about that as soon as I get myself together and know more <laughs> to share it with y'all. 
six or seven, six, where was I? Five. Bert, you are more than welcome. It's my honor. Four. <laughs> David. <laughs> David Dupree. That's my boy from Howard. We were in the Howard Gospel Choir. And he's a He's like, if you ever hear me preach this, just like you have never, just act like you've never heard it before. <laughs> I love it, David. I love it. Go teach it, baby. Go teach it. And we're going to build some more water walkers. Um, where was I? Four. Stephanie says, God increase her favor with you and with man in Jesus' name. Thank you, Stephanie. I love you too. Uh, three. Melissa, I love you too. I love you too. Uh, uh, what was I? Two. One. I'll see y'all tomorrow for tomorrow's surprise. Remember yesterday when at the end I was like, I think he's going to tell me what I'm supposed to teach. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't teach that. So maybe we're going to teach that tomorrow. I don't know. So he changed it up on me. All right. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Well, that's it. Hopefully you enjoy what my TT shared with you. And like she always says, let's go out and make God smile. And don't forget to hug somebody. It's T2 Mercer signing off now. See y'all later. <laughs>